Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, everyone. Match week 22 and 23. Now I forget. Yes, 22 and 23. So let's start. Let's bring ourselves back almost a full week ago uh, to last Tuesday. Tuesday was the like psycho red card day is what I've ca- I've decided oh, to call it. Don't that remind was the me. Wolves, that was the Wolves Arsenal game and the Man U Southampton game. Now Sheffield also beat West Brom on that day and and Crystal Palace also beat Newcastle. But there's nothing really all that notable about those. Let's take it to the Wolves Arsenal Man U Southampton. Um <sighs> there's not a whole lot to say about the Man U Southampton game. Other than I cannot remember a single other time in which two players on the same team were red carded in the same game. And nine nothing. Yeah. Uh, and also, I will game. say, like, the first red card was a red card, even though it was in, like, the first couple it was of in, minutes. Like, the second minute. It right? was like, like, it's like if you imagine what a red card has to be yeah, to get sent off that early. Minute. It's that. So, um, so yeah. I, mean, I can't like, like to be fair, much. they played almost the full game without like with a player down and the score was minus one, two, three, six, nothing when the second red yeah. card happened. So they did score three goals after the second red card. The second red card happened in the 86th minute. So that's three goals post 86 minute. That's a yeah. lot. Like yes. one of them was a PK. I yes, but that's a lot. But I do think it's worth noting in this 9-0 that there were uh, so many different goal scorers. Martial was the only guy. Martial was the only guy who scored two goals. Wambasaka had one. Rashford had one. There was one own goal. Cavani had one. McTominay had one. Bruno Fernandez had one. And Daniel James had one. So that's interesting to me that they had so many different goal scorers. But 9-0, two red cards. Wow, a lot. Yeah. But um, I was I was grieving my game. game. Yeah, I was grieving my game, so I wasn't paying that much attention to that game. Well, there were also two red cards in that game. Hence the hence the grieving of um. Which honestly, I I as I just said when we were talking about the other game, I can't remember the last time there were two red cards from the same team in a single game, let alone in two different games on the in same the same day. league on the same day. Yeah, it's bananas. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And I would say, I would say Um, that the David Luis red card, which was the first one, the second one, mm -hmm. honestly, that was just like, Leno, what were you doing? But the first one, honestly, it was a penalty. I think it was not a red card. So I, I don't think I agree. I don't. I I saw it. I did see it. I thought it was it was rough for a red card. I think that. The offensive player, I can't remember who it is now, was looking for contact and very quick to go down, um, very easy to go down, um, and there really was not a lot of contact. Um, it was like acts. It was also. It was unintentional. It was unintentional. What little contact there was was unintentional contact. Yeah. I mean, David Luiz was, I in my opinion, very clearly trying not to touch not him. to touch him. Um, I'm fine with the penalty, right? Like, I feel like it's going to be a penalty. I mean, like, I get it. It's unintentional. It's a penalty. 
it is what it is. I don't think it was. I a mean, red I've card. almost seen worse things be yellows. I and don't think it was. A re- I don't think it, it just, was a straight I just, red. I, so honestly, that's that's super unfortunate because honestly, like our Arsenal would have won that game. Like yeah. the Leno red card, I feel like happened after a culmination of like I, don't, I, I almost it, don't think I it would have happened that. if that had happened. Um, I think that when you have an early, and I think the same, I didn't see the event in the Southampton Man U game, but I think the reason that you saw red, second red cards in both of those games is a frustration, right? Like, man, for Southampton to go down that early and then to be down six, nothing with five minutes left is tough. Like, I didn't see, I don't know what the circumstances of that second red card are, but I would I would bet a decent amount of money that it was a frustration issue. And I think that that's yeah. probably the case for Arsenal as well. Is it's a culmination well, of events and frustration. Well, Leno's and, red card was that he handled the ball outside of the box. So yeah, and, and, and so it's like frustration <laughs> and it, but it's like frustration I leading guess frustration. to a lack of yeah, lack, lack of, of focus, lack of focus. Right? Like, that's true. A lack yeah. of concentration, you know what I mean? Like I don't think if like, I think if, if David Luiz doesn't get red carded, the game looks really different at that point. Arsenal and that maybe doesn't happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Like, the game looks really different. And so that maybe those circumstances don't culminate in a way that he, you know, loses all sense of, like, being sense. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think so, that's rough. Anyway, anyway, lots of red cards that so day. So that's unfortunate for Arsenal, honestly, because we were looking at, we were looking like we were about to run away with that game mm-hmm. and that's two loss. Well, sorry, we lost again this weekend. We're moving ahead too fast, but it's a little bit of a downswing though. Honestly, I haven't gotten my hopes up too high. So, so the only other things that happened midweek last week were city beat Burnley two nothing. That's pretty standard. Leicester beat Fulham two nothing. That's pretty standard. Everton beat Leeds two to one. If I didn't get to see any of that game, because I was working, um, so I don't have too much to say about that. West Ham beat Aston Villa 3-1. to one. That's pretty expectant with what we've come to expect from West Ham this yeah, season, although very Aston good. Villa can also sometimes surprise you. Yeah. Um, but then the, th- the, the big <laughs> upset, the other, well, not the big upset of the week was Brighton beating Liverpool at Anfield. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about um, Liverpool. We'll talk quite a bit more about Liverpool later because we have yeah. our, our special, we have a special guest coming on a little bit later. Um, yeah, our very first guest is going to join us later. Um, and he's a Liverpool fan. So we'll talk a bit about more about Liverpool later. But this, I think, was... Um, surprising. I'm going to be honest. It was, it was surprising. Obviously, everyone knows about Liverpool's record at Anfield. Um, they, you know, always play phenomenally there they were missing Ali Stone in that game um I think they were still missing Bonnie as well so I mean missing a few players still you'd expect them to win the game but you know it is what it is I also didn't see that game again Wednesdays is working um but then the headline game of the midweek last week was uh Chelsea Tottenham um and Chelsea beat Tottenham one nothing yeah which, which is honestly good fun. It was kind of a boring game. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. It wasn't as... I I watched this game. I don't feel like I remember it at all. Yeah, no. That's what I... I, Okay. Granted, I was working while I was watching the game. So bad. But 
I was kind of anticipating a game like this because of like the teams that were playing. Sure. So I'm not honestly that surprised. I'm happy that Chelsea won. But I mean, Harry Kane was still out. I think that's worth noting. It is worth noting that he's back. He came back in the weekend game. Yes, he is back now. Okay. But he was still out for that game. I hate All right, him. Let's move in. But yeah, it's Harry Kane. He's so very good. He's good. So um, let's move into the weekend. Um, there were even more red cards on Saturday. Um, yeah, there were. Newcastle, the Newcastle red card. Now, the red card everyone was talking about was the Suchek one from West Ham. Um, yeah. This was pretty clearly not a red card. And it has since been rescinded. So they appealed it and they've rescinded the Premier League. Can I say that they did not? The the crazy thing is when they did that, people thought they were going to rescind David Luiz's and they did not. A fun fact, I suppose, is that the referee for that Fulham West Ham game was Mike Dean. Now, I only know the three. I only know the (laughs) the names of three Premier League referees. Mike Dean is one of the ones I know. Yeah. And none of the none of the reason the referees that i know the names of do i know them for good reasons like it's <laughs> like not good re- you know what i mean like i know them because they've screwed me over um yes so mike dean is one of them but after this controversy uh stats were published basically that said yeah. mike dean has given out seven percent of all red cards in the premier league yes. which is astounding it's crazy. It's really true that's, though. Like I've known crazy. that. I've known he's like tends to do that. So now whenever he's like now, like you'll get it, you're gonna now pay attention to it. And it's got Mike Dean, you're like shit. Like Yeah, you can't touch anyone. It's like watch out. But this really was like ridiculous. Not, not a red card. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would suppose lucky it happened so late in the game. Yeah, I mean it like, was I don't know if it changed the game really. I, I mean I, I think West Ham was going to score. No, yeah. I mean, it happened at the 90 plus seven. Yeah. Right? Like, it was very much at the end of the game. So I I think it is, again, fortunate that it didn't ultimately really change the outcome of the game. I don't think it did. I think at 90 plus seven, it's zero, zero. It's it's ending zero, zero. That's already really late in the game. Um, But, however, Newcastle Southampton went three to two um Newcastle went down just after uh, half just after half and I was watching this game and I'm actually was astounded that Southampton didn't score they really looked like they were going to I mean watching it they really really did look like they were going to um yeah I was really really surprised that they didn't it's amazing Um, because all the goals were also scored Everything, everything happened before that red card. Before the red card, yeah, yeah. 100%. I really thought that they were going to score again. And um, hats off really, to Newcastle, really who has been playing. Who held down that board well. pretty well after that. Yeah, they, they I know that they're in, pretty well. but I know they're in 16th place, but I don't know. I always feel like they're a tough team to play. I will say, despite the fact that Southampton lost the game, they do finally have Vestergaard back. Um, and it's helping them. And that I think will definitely help them move yeah. forward. This was a weird game. I really, I still kind of can't believe that Southampton didn't score again after that. Yeah. They, they really looked like they were going to, um, yeah. but they didn't. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, Aston Villa Arsenal game? Yes, because the same thing about with Southampton. I swore, I mean, Arsenal should have scored. Hey, we let a goal. Mm-hmm. That goal Aston Villa scored was in like the 75th second. Like it was like, yeah. 
it very was early. Everyone was asleep. It was a bad pass from Cedric back, and like the um, massive Villa guy just took it. And yeah, Ollie Watkins is very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like any good striker would probably do that. So I'm just like a little like. Honestly, like, it's just upsetting that that happened because then the rest of the game, Arsenal right. was in control and, like, nearly scored a lot. Again, didn't score. We've been having some scoring woes that I thought we might have been over, but we're not. Again, I'm not ready. I'm not, like, in any case ready to panic. I feel like the game midweek was a fluke of a bad, like, some bad calls. And this, again, we still looked good which honestly right. being an Arsenal fan is nice. Like, it's not like we folded and like they, honestly, in past years, we would have let them score three more goals. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 encouraging to see the fight. Also, we don't have Tierney back yet, which is a massive hole in our left, in both our defense and our attacking on our left. Sure. On our left front and back. So I don't know. I'm... Upset that we've lost two in a row, though I didn't think our winningless streak, wait, our winning streak would keep going. It's <laughs> in my head. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> my wasn't um, anticipating that. So yeah. I'm actually like not super. I'm actually not super worried. I mean, obviously, like we need to win this weekend. Um, right. But I don't know. Honestly, it's like false hope potentially at this point as an Arsenal fan, but <laughs> like. I don't think, I think you still, you're still where you're at. I mean, everybody's so tight. Everyone's so tight right now. It's so tight. You just don't know. And we are playing well. I'm actually looking forward to us getting back into the Europa League. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I do actually think we're playing way better than we were like in like the group stages when we were playing. So yeah, honestly, win the Europa League, get in the Champions League. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Other results from the weekend. Burnley, Brighton 1-1. Nothing to talk about there. There is, however, something to talk about the late game on Saturday. Man U blew a a 2-0 lead to tie Everton 3-3. My boy, James. Speaking of James, when he played in La Liga, they always called him James, right? Now the English guys, the English announcers call him Rodriguez and it oh. drives me <laughs> bananas. I didn't, I'm like, it's Thomas. Yeah, it's Thomas. It's just, you have to. Anyway, that was a great, that was a fun game to watch. I can't believe they blew a two nothing lead at halftime. I mean, I can, but I also can't. Honestly, it's, just, it's, it's hilarious. Just, I saw this funny thing that was it's like hilarious. being, being a Man United fan. It was like, you get hope. And then you lose it and then they try and bring it back and then they're just like I don't know what the stitch is there there's who's to say I mean honestly it's not like I wouldn't say that like it's not oh like it's not over yet for them like they're not that far like I don't think that no it's not over but they need to start winning again if it's gonna not be over right right Anyway, we can get Wait, into- if they don't. If they yeah. don't, we can talk about title race stuff a little bit later. Little I think bit, at this but... point it it, start, it starts to become a little bit relevant. Um, but other results: um, Tottenham beat West Brom two nothing. That's Expected. pretty on par for them, particularly with Harry Kane back in the lineup. Leicester yeah. Wolves drew zero zero. Um, 
Chelsea Chef, Chelsea beat Sheffield two to one. I want to talk about this just briefly because uh, Timo Werner had an assist and he earned the penalty that was their fantasy um, points. Their two goals. First so fantasy that points was, for you for a while. It wasn't first fantasy points, but it was good. He it was my first good week with Werner for a while. But also, I just think it it I think he seems to be on the right track now yes like it, I yeah. don't think he's about to like score a hat trick in their next game or anything I think it might take him a couple more weeks to sort of get going again but I think he looks to be trending in an upward direction yeah like under Tuchel, the way that they're the way that they're uh they're looking right now Chelsea definitely looks better I think he in particular also looks better right now so I'll be interested to see how that how they sort of finish out the season one other thing to note about that game, Christian Pulisic was not in the squad. Everyone was very concerned about him, it being his sort of recurring hamstring issue. Chelsea released something today that said it wasn't an injury. He's got some sort of family thing going on. Leeds beat Crystal Palace to nothing. I didn't watch nothing. it. But no, nice I watched the second Leeds. half. Nothing, nothing to whack yeah. there. Quick things from other bounce around yes. the other leagues, real quick. Yeah. Um, the Bundesliga. Dortmund lost again. Dortmund lost I again. Don't, I don't even know what to say about them at this point. They're, it, they're just whatever. all over the place, honestly. Um, what are What are you going to do? I don't know. I have nothing to say. It's a little, but the um, important thing to note about this: um, Chris Richards was loaned to Hoffenheim from Bayern. Yeah. I think a great move for him so he can get consistent playing time. He's got to get um, the playing time. He's definitely, um, definitely like Hoffenheim isn't very good. He's definitely like a high level player on their team, but sure. But I, I think, think it's good for him to get minutes. playing time consistently, exactly. particularly. I think he's played at center back. Did he not? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I I'd remember. like to see him. I'd rather him be getting center back minutes at Hoffenheim than, uh, yes than like the spare outside back minutes here and there yeah. at Bayern. Honestly, so I think that I was like a very, very good move for him. Um, I agree. And that'll be good just looking forward to the U.S. men's national team. Mm-hmm. And then um, Barcelona, they won. So Barcelona went down. And then they Same. won. Amazingly. And then they went down one nothing, And then Messi came in and tied it 130 seconds six seconds after he came in I believe he's good he's good did um, you know that <laughs> shocker who knew <laughs> um and then they went up 2-1 and then it was tied to two and then Trincao scored the late winner which was a very um, nice goal did you see it um I did it was a very nice yeah. goal so I, there's not a whole lot to say about Barca I mean I think I've said this before in the sense that they don't look great right now but they simply have the caliber of players that they can grind out games yeah they can just get wins um Messi obviously didn't start came in late scored his goal did his part um Frankie de Jong also didn't start but came in most likely much earlier than anticipated because of an Araujo injury um putting Frankie de Jong playing at center back I know that he can play center back, but I just hope that this Araujo injury does not lead to him being sort of stuck at center back. I think that's yeah. a waste of him. I think he is simply too good in the attack to sort of. He's been too good for these past back. few weeks too. He's been one of their key scorers. So I, I doubt yeah. Coleman really wants that to become. A so thing. I hope they can come up with a solution to not play him at center back but yeah I guess we will see um I'm disappointed about the Araujo injury I thought he's been playing really, it is really only well a, so. it's only a sprained ankle 
yeah which is good I don't I, I mean sprained ankle could mean like a week or like a month you just never can tell but yeah so I'm hoping it's not too bad and he's back yeah. fairly soon of course the headline game of the weekend okay Manchester can I just preface with four to one okay let me preface what's feel- about to happen let me just preface what's about to happen for any listeners. Kat is about to just A, cry over Phil Foden and B, gloat a little, which she totally deserves to as a City fan, beating Liverpool in such a way. But I want to give an objective, objective, I'm really going to sure, sure, be sure. quiet. You go, you <laughs> go for your thing and then I'll have my little moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to give an objective watcher's opinion. Um, first half honestly was a little boring. Um, there was the penalty that City got and then missed. So that was kind of like one of the best chances of the half. Things No one seemed to be able to get a grip on the game the first half. Um, and then everyone was saying at halftime, one team is going to take hold of this game in natural fashion. Um, and that is what City did. And City looked far and beyond the better team in the second half. Not just saying that because they scored four goals, but... Um, they just definitely to an objective watcher look like the better team. And I will say Phil Foden's goal was very, very, very nice. Um, also Liverpool's defense just seems to be a little bit all over the place. Um, and City's attackers are just too good. Even without Kevin De Bruyne, slightly shocking, slightly scary. Uh, don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. Those are my thoughts. Now, would you like to give, a, don't freak out too much, but do you want to give like a little bit more of a happy, happy, happy thing? I have said it before. I will say it again. I have been right about Phil Foden this whole damn time. I've been saying it for three years, motherfuckers. Guess who was right? Me, me, I was right. And now everyone is finally recognizing it. He played, oh, <laughs> Had me in tears yesterday, the way that I feel about him. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Other than like my brief fangirl, not brief. I've been fangirling over him basically for like, yeah, okay. Sorry. (laughs) For like the last If you cut it out, I'm going to put it back I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Um, Other than like, I've been fangirling over Phil Foden for the last 24 hours, basically really the last three years, but particularly the last 24 hours. I do want to talk about things like a little bit more, like less psychotic. Um, (laughs) City clearly has a penalty kick problem. And at this point, but here to Ederson, like, honestly, okay. But not even like jokes aside about Ederson, like removing him from the conversation. I don't understand why. So like, for example, I think Ruben Diaz would take a really good penalty like he's very calm he's very good with the ball at his feet I just feel like he would he would be chill I think Cancelo would take a very good penalty I think that uh I think that Phil Foden would take a really good penalty like I think that there were other options on the field there that may have been better choices to be honest though Gundogan is usually better than that so that he did make up for it he really made up he, for it he scored two goals so we'll forgive him for the for the penalty yeah. miss but um he I think has has you know really stepped up I will say though um the first goal obviously was really nice 
honestly, the save that Alison made on the Phil Foden shot that dropped to yes. one was a yeah. phenomenal save. I mean, you couldn't um, ask anything more. That's another thing from, I mention- from Alison on that goalkeeper. On that, you couldn't ask for more from him. But that was really a. I think it's an under, has been sort of overshadowed by the goals two, two and three, mistake. which we'll talk about that yes. um, in a second. But um, I think how good that save was just was sort of you know. It doesn't really matter because they scored. It doesn't matter, but the initial save was very impressive. Yeah. Phil Foden maybe should have had two goals, um, yeah. but uh, and then I think that you know for then to go Liverpool to go down the other end not too long later. I think it was about 10, 15 minutes 10 later. Minutes, I think about yeah. Um, and get that PK. I mean, here's the thing about that: ninety-nine times out of a hundred, Ruben Diaz is going to control that ball better in a way that doesn't hop up onto Salah like that. And the circumstances yeah. around that are never going to happen. So I'm not mad about it. If you know what I mean, like I'm not mad at Ruben Diaz. Honestly, yeah, it I was mean, a, you can't be. It was an unlucky. It was an unlucky. Um, like bounce off of his defensive play. It just not, like I said, 99 times out of a hundred, he's going to yeah. play the ball better than that. It is what it is. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Um, yeah. Obviously Salah is money from the spot. I mean, Salah's uh, not going to miss. So <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. um, however, I think that I, from the point that that happened, city took the game completely over. Like, as soon as they scored that goal, City went, no way. The Anfield curse is breaking today. Like, it is yes, happening. I completely and I agree. From that point on, they just, even before the mistakes from Alisson, they were right back in it. I mean, they, I, it would have been really easy, I think, at that point for City to sort of get bumped out of their groove, to get sort of down on themselves, to get sort of tough, especially when you've missed a PK already, like, but I, they didn't, and I just am very proud of the boys for that. Um, I do want to say, though, about the first of the goals that came off, the second goal um, that came off the Allison mistake, that I think it's been, because he made two mistakes, it's been a bit understated how much work Phil Foden had to do on that first Allison mistake. He smoked Henderson and Robertson. Smoked them, both of them. Left them, like, embarrassed. Like, I was right going to say... The two of them. That dribble was has not really been talked about because it came off of the mistake from Alisson, but he had some work to do to make that goal happen. Yeah, I was going to say the first mistake, exactly that. That the first, the so the second goal, the first one mm-hmm. of Alisson's mistakes wasn't as blatant. Yeah, because it wasn't like the third one where he kicked it and it was like it was a goal. Yeah, right. There was more. But, it was a bad right. clearance, but Liverpool's defense could have prevented that one. Sure. Like the thing is, yes, it was a poor clearance for sure. Nobody's saying that it wasn't, but like city still had to turn the poor clearance into a proper scoring chance, Yeah, which Phil Foden certainly took advantage of the mistake and created the scoring chance, but he still had to create the scoring chance. Whereas the second one, Ali Son popped it to Bernardo Silva in a place where Bernardo Silva would love to have the ball who can then cheeky chip chip it to Raheem Sterling, who's standing on the goal line. Like, yeah, that was exactly. a gifted goal, right? Goal three was a gifted goal. Yeah. Any any attacking player worth their salt is going to score if they get the ball in that position. Like, that was a gifted yeah. goal. Um, goal number four made me cry. Phil Foden rocketed that one in. Honestly, it was just such a hard shot. Like, Allison didn't even have, like, a chance. Like, he probably I think that it's worth it. noting. 
I think that it's worth noting that Robertson had Maras totally contained. As soon as Maras got pulled out and they put <laughs> Gabby Jesus in the middle and put Phil Foden over on that side, suddenly Robertson couldn't do it. We're with really it. the Maras hate club over here. So we yes. are the Maras hate club. But, but I mean, honestly, there was a notable difference. None of the attack was going through that side at all, whatsoever, until Gabby Jesus came in and played in the middle and Phil Foden was over on that side. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that that's, that's not just me being like shitting on Maras. Like that happened. Like, like no, it's just saying that Phil Foden. But- better on that side and can beat his defender compared to Mares. Sure. Like anything. Yeah. yeah. Robertson totally shut it, shut down Mares. And I mean, it could have been a combination of fatigue as well. You know, it's later in the game, but Phil Foden just had no trouble. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the Liverpool guys of it all, because we're going to have Isaac on pretty shortly yeah. um, to talk about that a little bit. But um, ultimately I'm really happy with city and how they played, particularly how they responded after um after the penalty. penalty and I just am really pleased, really pleased with the result. Um, I think that, I think that it's a bit mature, a bit premature to be calling the race for city at this point. Um, there's a bit too many games left to play. That being said, however, they are 10 points up on Liverpool and still have a game in hand. I think it is not premature to say that yes. Liverpool are are not going to win the league this year. Yeah, barring totally barring something truly insane, incredible. Yeah, like truly bonkers. Like, and I mean, it would have to be a complete breakdown from City and a complete turnaround from Liverpool. Not impossible, but you know. Yeah, I would say that. Um, um, I think Liverpool don't look like they can win it this year. Yeah. City also, should they win their game in hand, get puts them up um, eight on Manu, who's in second yeah which is a good which is a good gap to have at this point you know what I mean well, like that's, man you can't figure themselves out but I don't think it's enough of a gap to call it's call not enough season. no it's not you and I also I mean? think that I think, city um, is their own worst enemy in this situation so honestly, they are like, they are it's I, I do think it's fair to say that at this point it is City's title to lose. Yes. But yes. it's early enough that it would not be, it would be disappointing, but not insane for them to lose it. Yeah. I would just say like, um, and I think like this is pretty Particularly clear. if you have De Bruyne and Aguero coming back in the next couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I think that like if they keep playing how they're playing, there's no reason for them not to win. But yeah. you could see them teeter off potentially if you know a, an un- got it so an unfortunate foot on the pedal yeah an unfortunate injury could change a lot you know what i mean ruben diaz gets yeah. hurt suddenly you exactly. could be in a little bit of trouble you know what yeah. i mean i mean you never know it's way too early to say they're in a good place it's over That's but it's definitely in a good place i think at this point city's the pretty clear favorite i don't think you can say they're they're gonna they're the they're the you can't call the race at this point, but you can say that at this point, they are pretty, yes. a pretty clear favorite. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, so we are having our very first guest this week. We are very excited. Um, we've tried sort of, or somewhat thought about having him on in the past, but I think we always sort of knew he was going to be our first guest. Um he yeah. is he is proof that city fans and Liverpool fans can be friends because um, yeah. he is a huge Liverpool supporter and obviously I am the city fan that I am and he and I have been friends for years now. Here he is, 
welcome welcome to kicking balls isaac we're we're happy thank you very much it's an honor it's an honor to be here i uh i um, apologize in advance for the cat that's gonna keep running in here and stamping uh, on my screen but that no apologies that necessary for the cat. Fine. <laughs> um yeah bucky's uh he's really like the center of attention uh, so we have, you're a very first guest to ever come on, so we don't really know what we're doing, but we're wow. going to figure it out. You don't tell, you don't <laughs> announce that to someone. <laughs> well, he knows. I mean, I'm a, as an guest. avid fan, I already know that, but. But we have some questions for you about, oh um, I promise they're not mean. I promise they're not mean. They're not. We actually <laughs> like filtered them not. beforehand. We Yeah, we, we talked about this, them beforehand. Yeah. I did my I did my like mental breakdown about like how happy I am earlier. So like right. you don't that. even have to listen to that. Okay. Like I promised you I wouldn't gloat, so I'm not gonna gloat. Um honestly though, I would understand if you gloated. We uh, aren't aren't good at the soccer. Yeah, so we we have a couple questions <laughs> yeah. for you. Um I guess I'll give you my first one first. So um, bear with me a little bit on this one. So yeah. I know obviously Liverpool have had their injuries at center back and Jordan Henderson has sort of slid back there to sort of fill that gap. And I think he's been performing fairly well back there for someone who's not a center back. But my yeah. question sort of is, I know you guys have this new young center back. Um, and yeah. do you, yeah. So do you think that it would be better to put in sort of inexperienced in whatever terms center backs there to allow Jordan Henderson to play in the midfield? Cause to me, it looks like you guys really miss him in your midfield. So, and sort of controlling the middle of the field and also his like leadership from the middle of the field. So do you, as a fan feel like, like Klopp has maybe made the wrong decision with Henderson or like, what, how do you feel about that? I think it's way too early. I mean, we, we've had them for less than a week. I don't think I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I think it's way too early to say like he's made the right or wrong decision um, just because I haven't seen Davies or Kabak perform yet. Like I just, I, I don't right. know how they are as players. I honestly have not watched enough of them um, and their previous teams to say, you know, definitively they should be playing in place of Henderson or they should be playing in place of Fabinho. What I will say is certainly we need either Henderson or Fabinho back in midfield. Mm -hmm. My ideal right now would actually be to keep, at least for now, it would be to keep Henderson at center back along with one of the new center backs mm -hmm. and play a pivot with Tiago and, um, and Fabinho mm -hmm. with either, I would say either Nabi Keita or Ox or Oxley Chamberlain as okay. the point of that pivot. And then with the front three. Yeah, I felt like well, I think um, that no, because that means <laughs> Wijnaldum won't play, and he's obsessed with Wijnaldum, even though he's just a goddamn possession possession recycler. Um, I definitely move a team forward, but yeah, I definitely feel like in watching Liverpool the last couple of games that I've watched them, they've they've seemed to struggle in the midfield in the sense that I feel like in the past they've they've been one of the stronger midfields in the Premier League and sort of taken control of that area of the field and I feel like they've they've struggled a little bit with that and you know the obvious absence to me is Henderson um but I mean Fabinho yeah. as well obviously is missing from their midfield so um and Fabinho facilitates so much offensively that he doesn't get right. credit for um right, and yeah. he starts so many attacks just for like a little through ball or like even just to play out to the wing because uh, you know yeah frankly Trent Trent has been garbage lately Oh, yeah, um, we, we talked about that earlier. About that, yeah. um, I'm sure you're going to, yeah. He's been hot garbage. So, 
I, I'm interested to hear your take on this other take that I heard earlier today. So I was listening to another soccer podcast and um, they suggested that Trent and his performance this year is sort of a good analogy for Liverpool as a whole in the sense that he's supposedly world-class. We've seen him be world-class in the past. We know he's potentially high-performing. He's just not right now. And there's not a specific reason for it. Um, and that in part because of their injury issues, Liverpool have had similar issues sort of as a whole. Uh, do you think that that's an accurate sort of analysis? Or do you think that that's Liverpool's as a whole issues are more related to their injuries? I don't think you can say one without the other, frankly. Right. I mean, I, I just think we, our front three has been healthy. We've, it just, just hasn't performed. Right. Um, I think they're pretty inextricably linked. I, I don't know if you can really say, oh, it's injuries or poor quality. I think they're just, they mm -hmm. go hand in hand. I will say with Trent specifically, he's had to play further back because he doesn't have the solid center back help he, that he right. normally does. Yeah. Like if you just look at his heat maps and possession maps, like he's just, he's just further back. And quite frankly, he's not a great defender. Like he just, he really yeah. isn't a great defender. He I mean, I think that was a believable offensive facilitator, like yeah, right. one of the best in the world without question. Going back, he's, he's not a good on ball defender. He's just not. Um, I think that that was, I think that that was made pretty clear yesterday. Uh, I think Sterling definitely. In the last yeah, few and Sterling yeah. wrecked him. Wrecked yeah, him. Wrecked him. Like, it just wasn't close. Every single time he went down that wing, I was like, "Oh, okay, there's another goal in this." Like it just it wasn't it wasn't interesting to watch because like I, every single time Trent won a battle one on one, I was like, "Oh my god, wow, that is huge!" I just scared my cat, but um, uh, yeah, like that is so exciting. Like what what a momentous occasion this is. Like it was more notable when yeah. he won a one on one when there, rather than when he lost one. So I mean, yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, Andy Robertson has always been the better one-on-one -on -one defender and Trent is really good at defending space, but he frankly has not done either well right. um, this season. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe it's because of the lack of center back help, but I don't think you can sufficiently explain it just with that. Well, I would ask if you are interested in open up, opening up the very new wounds from yesterday, just like your overall thoughts. Oh, I was in, um, an objective observer in the game, so uh, I would love to hear. I've heard Katya's Man City opinion. I would love to hear a Liverpool fan opinion on yesterday. Just on the game generally? Yeah, if you have any thoughts about like what went wrong, what you think could be improved there's a lot of the season left so areas that you might <laughs> what, want to what see can be improved? that's a much well, longer list yes what are my thoughts generally um wah 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 crying emojis is probably a good way to just sum it up uh no i don't know it was it was such a weird game to watch i, I texted katim in the middle of the game that it was just like ugly like the entire game was just very ugly until a certain point when City was just like, yeah, we're going to win now. You know, it was just kind of like, City was like, you know, we're going to we're gonna go win this game. And Alisson was like, yeah. Um, and just kind of was like, Phil Foden, would you like balls? And he was like, I would like balls. And then the game kind of exploded. Um, and that Phil Foden guy, um, I really would like to hate him because he does play in light blue and he's unbelievable at soccer. Um, but he is <laughs> just, 
He's such a fucking talent. He's so good. Um, and every, I know I text Katya this all the time. When he doesn't play, <laughs> I get upset. Like when he doesn't play, I get mad. I mean, yeah. he should be playing week in, week out, like just constantly. Uh, we, we've talked about this Nothing, for how yeah. many years now, Katya? Three, like, like three yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Like, just every game he needs to be in the lineup and if he's not pep is yeah. like it's a dereliction of Nobody, his duty like he's messing up i don't understand why full phone isn't starting like when he's not i'm like is he injured like what's going like what why? nobody is he hanging out with another is he cheating on his girlfriend again like what is he doing what's what's he busy doing like nobody validates uh, my like opinions about full photo more than the two of you you guys just <laughs> You're you guys especially like, frustrating because I want to hate him. I mean, I don't I necessarily want like want to love him either, but yeah, here we are. Um, no, that my main thought leaving that game was that was really tough to watch from Ali San. Like that was just horrid, um, especially because on oh, on the on Foden's <laughs> goal when he just like carved through everybody and hit that absolute rocket. I was so upset because the, I watched a replay of the position of Alisson's positioning. And if he stood straight up like he normally does when he fa- faces shots, it would have probably hit, either hit him in the neck or the face. Yeah. Right? He like dipped for the shot and it just went right over him. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I don't know. It was just an off game clearly for him. Uh, Do you yeah, think um, yeah. we were talking about the second and third goals? So the two that he. Yep gave to city basically um but we were saying that the second goal was a little bit more of a team fault i, as I said in, it was a little bit more forgivable um from alison just yeah. because full foden had a little bit more work to do for that was one than bernardo silva did for the so this the first one was the the second goal which was the first alison mistake was yeah. the ball that went straight to Phil Foden, but Phil Foden still like had, he was a little, quite a bit further out and he dribbled into the box. Um, he dribbled between Henderson and Robertson. Right. Um, and the third in between one was the box, just right. And the, the third one was he just, he just like, basically yeah. gave it to Bernardo Silva, like right, right there. Um, right. So thought, yeah, we were saying, yeah. we were saying that the first of the Alisson mistakes, so the second goal was a bit more forgivable because of, of how much work yeah. Phil Foden had to do like to sort of create that chance whereas the second one is just it's gifting a goal it's a goal yeah the second he kicks yeah he just put it on a plate yeah yeah 100% I agree I also I I forgot one of my conclusions from this game I have been Katya knows this also I have been a long time Ilke Gundogan hater I've (laughs) I've always thought he was just so overrated and played in good teams this season, he has shut me the fuck up. Like, I cannot think he's player of the season. He is Premier League player of the season so far. I don't think it's close. He's been unbelievable. He remind like, you, okay, y'all know the, the highest possible praise I can give oh, a player God. Oh, no. is comparing them to Steven Gerrard. Right? That's the highest possible praise I could give anybody. Because Steven Gerrard is the greatest Premier League player in history. I will live and die that. <laughs> I have never seen any play. That's not true, but I have seen very few players close to the level as an eight as Gerard in 2009 with Fernando Torres. Them too, when Gerard was coming through as an eight, when Real Madrid tried to buy him for 55 million pounds because he was just playing unbelievable soccer week in, week out. I have seen very little close to that. And Ilkay Gundogan this season has done that and it pisses me off. 
because I want <laughs> to say that he is overrated. And I want to say like, oh, he played in a great person. Because Isaac has spent the last four years shitting all over this man. Longer than four years. Let's be very clear. Like- it has been longer than four years because I shot on him at Dortmund. I shot on him in the Germany team. I was like, all he's there for is just to move the ball along to better players. He's baloney. And they, Man City bought him. He was dog doo-doo for the first few years he was at City. And Pep was like, yo, we should put him in as an eight. And now he's <laughs> fucking amazing. And it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Because I, mean, I want yeah. I want to I want my dumb hot takes to be true and they're just not. <laughs> they're just not. I He's hate when my good. dumb hot takes are wrong. I mean, but it's honestly, like I can understand why that was your hot take because he wasn't. I, I like I agree yeah. with that before this year. Like he was, he was so not he was kind of irrelevant. City. He was so uninspiring in that city team. He did absolutely nothing. And now he's like playing you know, like a player of the season because he is the player of the season right now. <laughs> it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. It, yeah. It's viscerally hitting. Like it's just hitting right there. And I don't like it. I don't like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So I have a pretty, I have a fairly general question. I think this isn't really about specifically like yesterday or or even the, I mean, it's kind of about the recent run of form, but just sort of as a whole. Um, uh, Klopp has obviously been at Liverpool for what, six years now? I think it is. Um, like five, almost five and a half years, technically, if you're going in like turn, whatever, or almost five and a half. So, um, Rachel and I were talking earlier about how, um, a lot of Klopp's like thing other than like straight managerial stuff is that he's very like rah, rah, gets guys like going sort of like mentally, do you know what I mean? And so my, my, yeah. So my, my question sort of is, do you think that that sort of thing gets old like after five and a half years does it just stop working as well like is it just are the players Liverpool players just not responding to that type of thing anymore do you think that that's possible do you think that that's happening do you think that that could be a contributing factor do you think that I'm totally pulling this out of my ass like (laughs) like I I just it occurred to me that that could be an issue it seems possible but I think I think if that were true somebody who is known as this prolific man manager, like, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson, who was mm-hmm. there for what, 17,000 years, right? Yeah. That would get old too, right? So sure. I don't, I honestly, I, I don't know. The answer is I have absolutely no idea um, because I'm not on the training ground and I'm obviously. not like in yeah, those yeah. team meetings. Yeah. I imagine it's possible that it could get old and you could lose faith in a manager like that, but I don't think it's particularly particularly likely, especially coming off a season like Liverpool had last year where they were so dominant in the league. I mean, sure. the personnel is pretty much the same barring injuries. Right. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that sort of rah-rah can get old when I, I think, or excuse me, I think it can get much older, much faster when you don't have fan support. And I think, right. A yeah. lot of what Liverpool's atmosphere is, especially around Klopp, is like the fans at Anfield. Right. Um, like yes. how they go salute the fans every single game. They see, like, it's so tangible, right? The product of their work is so tangible when you right. see the fans respond in that way. And Klopp is like so big on saluting the fans. Like, that's one of the reasons a lot of the cop didn't like Brendan Rodgers, because Brendan Rodgers seemed sort of aloof in respect to, mm-hmm. in respect to the cop. And, you know, Klopp has absolutely turned that around. Um, so I, I don't know if it could get old. I, it could, it could, uh, so uh, sort of particularly likely. 
so uh, on sort of that note, do you think then obviously that the lack of fans this year has been a really big detriment to Liverpool? Huge, Huge. absolutely. Yeah. Man. I don't think you, could, uh, you can really understate or overstate it, I should say. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a reason it gets the nickname the Fortress. Like, it, 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 Fortress Anfield, like, is a thing. Like, they're yeah. they went 68 yeah. games unbeaten at Anfield. Much of that while fans were there, obviously, like in the pre-project restart. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's an unreal record. Um, right. And now we've lost yeah. three straight at home. <clears throat> Excuse me, <laughs> sorry, something caught in my throat there. I don't know what that could have been, but. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, the, the fans' effect is is hard to hard to overstate. Okay, so sort of the last question that we talked about asking you was yeah. um, at this point in the year, after you know, with what's happened both you know yesterday and everything before that, as a Liverpool fan, what are your goals for the season? Like, what do you want them to get out of it at this point? Like, are you looking for a top four finish? Are you looking for a second finish? Are you looking for a Champions League? Like, obviously, like not just like in your wildest dreams hopes, like, cause I don't think that this, like the title race is over. There's too many games it's left, over. but, oh, I but I don't think, Liverpool, <laughs> I don't think Liverpool's getting yeah. to it. Like, I think like, do you think man, you can make a, no, 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 I no. Don't. sorry. Go Rachel. I just going to say, she doesn't want to jinx it. I don't think Man U can do it. We were literally just talking about the fact. I honestly it's, it's think Bruno that City's Fernandez going to do it. Farmers. That team is garbage. <laughs> that team is not good. I'm sorry. Like, no. Well, I, don't, I completely agree. See, I could hate Man United a lot for no reason. I'm a City fan. But, yeah, I'm a Liverpool but, but fan. Honestly, I'm but I can't have you United. I can't have you. Honestly, well, Tottenham's been, been playing terribly as well, so. No, I, I think argue, it's very clear that City will win the league. Exactly. Like, if you go through the good. list, if you go through the list, like, what, is West Ham going to pull it out of their asses and win? David like, Boys, no. boys, baby. <laughs> Honestly, if that happened, I'd be rooting for them. You know? Oh, I, I want West Ham to win. I want West Ham to win the league. That'd be sick. Um, be Leicester 2.0. That'd be great. That would be really fun. If that would be so much fun. That, like, you can't, Kat, you can't be, even say that you would be upset if that happened. That would be a lot no, of fun like, if that happened. For parity's sake, at the very least, that yeah. would just be look, awesome. Look, if City aren't going to win the league, that's the best possible scenario, right? Well, like, I, I would take almost anybody over City, quite frankly. I really don't like Man City. <laughs> for my own personal, she just said, you can't argue with that. I, I'm not going to, like, yeah. look, if City's going to be overtaken by somebody, it better be West Ham. I would be okay with Tottenham just because no. they've been so long suffering. I hate Marine. Sorry, sorry, I sorry. do too. Oh, okay. <laughs> what soccer fan with a brain likes Mourinho? No. The fan. Every one of my Tottenham friend fans fucking hates him. Oh, Mourinho. that's good. Like, I'm glad. Like, yeah, he He's doesn't terrible. play fun. Like, you know, his, his style of play is just not fun. Like, nobody likes watching him play. Nobody likes having him in their league. He just wins sometimes. So they're sometimes like, is the key. Sometimes I kind of like having him in the league for comedy purposes in post-match interviews. Sometimes yeah. sure, it's sure. hysterical. The stuff that the comes saltiness out is very fun. The saltiness so funny. is very fun. Um, when he's like, "Oh, the better team lost," and I'm like, oh, that, was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> "That was amazing. That was so funny." Yeah, that was fun. The moments of comedy sometimes. Yes. Sure, but I hate him. But um, I also back to the question. Yeah, brought us to the, <laughs> to the. What are you yeah. hoping for from the season from Liverpool? <laughs> uh, um, 
I think we will. I, I top four is what I bet like the best we can realistically hope for. I really like us not to get fourth, um, just so we don't have to play a playoff for the Champions League spot. So I'd, I'd like to just get in smoothly. Um, do I think we will get second place? I don't know. I, I think this season, one of the things I noticed was I think this season is really remarkably similar to Man City last season. Like with just a random inconsistency and like flashes of incredible play. Like we, I think that's a very good analysis. That's a good, yeah. Job, yeah. It's, it's so random because we had that incredible, like we played Tottenham really well, 3-1 and then West Ham really well, 3-1. And I like coming off of that, I was like, oh, we're a team again. Like we can actually play soccer. This is really yeah. cool. Like we score goals and then we lose to Brighton. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like I, okay, Adam Lallana is really good at Cruyff turns, but what? Like, why, why are we losing to Brighton at home? And then we just yeah. get rammed by City. And I was like, oh, okay, so we're not good. We're just in a weird random space. Um, yeah. Like, we're just like in football nebulous, like floating nowhere. Um, yeah. And I think that's pretty remarkably similar to what I saw from City last year, where you could just like, that, you know, they could just beat crystal palace seven two like we did yeah or they could lose at home to brighton one zero you know it just it's just yeah. so random and inconsistent um that i can't rely on anything more than a top four finish i mean our talent alone should bring us to the top four because our team is stupid good like we are like any team with tiago and muhammad salah should not lose games like it's very simple but you know we're losing games <laughs> Um, because it's, you know, football's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the best I could hope for is hopefully a decent champions league run. If we focus on that, um, and top four, but I don't think we're going to be anywhere close to it, uh, to the prem. I, I, do I, I don't know. It'll be, do you think yeah. that they're going to shift focus a little bit to the champions league at this point, given that it looks kind of hopeless in the premier league? I would hope so. I don't know. I, I, I would really, really hope so. Um, just because that's actually some silverware we could, you know, reasonably attain, like the, the, it's actually attainable. Whereas I really, I know everyone's like, Oh, you know, there's still so much of the season left to go in the prem, but we're way off of it in terms of quality and just points. Like we're just, you know, yeah. it's a lot of ground. City are, city are going to make up their game in hand, I think next week. So, um, yep. so. but even so 13, 10, or 10, 10 points it's still yeah it's still a lot I would also like to say that both of you guys only have to deal with your teams being like that for like a season or two I'm an Arsenal <laughs> fan and literally Arsenal is like that every single year no 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 no, no. Rachel's like, Rachel's like these bitches are complaining about something I've been dealing with for the last decade yeah, literally for a decade like, honestly like don't even like I have clear. a worse thing be clear if you've ever watched John Joe Shelby in a Liverpool jersey you can complain because <laughs> that man, I, I saw Joe Allen playing for me for several seasons. I, I, I feel like it, I went, I went through the, I went through the Kenny Dalgleish was great. Loved him. Not a great manager for us though. Into the, like the Roy Hodgson at Liverpool. <laughs> I lived through that. I, I feel like I have a le- at least a little bit of equity or a, a, a little bit of capital um maybe just a little bit but i'm just saying that arsenal does what you say oh yeah liverpool's doing literally like 10 times a season like it's like oh that's because you're managed like like every single level 
Like I could talk back. for years about just uh yeah, I would like to just like get rid of our board, like everyone, just like eliminate and just start from scratch. Remember Unai Emery? Remember that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember that. That wasn't that was like last year. That wasn't even long that ago. That's crazy. He spent 72 million on Pepe. Isn't that crazy? The only thing I will say is that Pepe has actually been playing better. No, he's but a good a hot- year. Yeah. 72 million good? No. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> also, also, I'm more pissed about William. Why are we paying him however many we're, however much we're paying him for two I think seasons? It's, it's, he sucks. I think it's more or less a fuck you to Chelsea. I think Maybe. that's just a little bit like <laughs> our boys across London just like <laughs> that's what yeah. well, they're being like haha to us because they don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> Oh, hey, I, I secretly love William because he technically sealed the title for us. That's um, not... But also, but he did not... bury our title hopes in 2013-2014. So, you know, liking well, him for helping your team win something isn't helping the case for me to have him be on my team. <laughs> oh, I, I see. I also do... I'm, I'm secretly a William fanboy. I kind of love him. Like, he, he was... I, I met, like I him, too. Him. I met him when he came to D.C. Like, so when the Brazilian national uh... team was in dc mm-hmm. he signed like everybody's jerseys could not have been nicer posed for everybody's pictures okay. meanwhile fucking felipe coutinho hopped right on the bus neymar hopped right on the bus okay well do we do, um, what would you expect from neymar and you I met neymar say, another time i met him though Shut i up. met neymar and he could have been nicer. He, I, when, uh, this was like three years earlier when i was still in high school i met him at a shake shack on newbury street in boston well couldn't damn. have been nicer meanwhile Mar- marcello and like, who else was it? It was Marcelo and Douglas Costa and Felipe Luis were all dicks. Could not have been me. <laughs> this is good content for the podcast. We have <laughs> yeah, a this, is great this is the soccer analysis you need. <laughs> um, anyway, back yeah. to my Willian point. Yeah, sorry. He's good. He's fine, but he's old. And I'd much rather be playing people under the age of like 70. Rachel wants to yeah. play only under 21s. <laughs> Well, honestly, honestly, there are best players between Smith Rowe, Tierney, Saka, Martinelli. They're the best players on our damn team. You might as well develop your youth talent if you're not going to win anything at all. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's what I've been saying about Barcelona. That's what I've been saying about Barcelona. I said, play Ricky Puig all the time. That's a whole different He's also fucking good. No, he's very good. I will say at least I, I respect Arteta for being like just... Like these, he just let these guys. He obviously saw something on the training pitch because he's allowed them to play, and they're the best players on our team. So, yeah, Arsenal. Anyway, um, we're a mess, but <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> Was the point of this entire conversation is that I'm used. Yeah, to it. Jurgen. Jurgen spoiled me. He spoiled me. I'm trying to think if I have any other non-Liverpool related questions. I want to things I want to talk to Isaac about. Who do you think is going to win the Champions League? That was random. Liverpool football club. I have no idea. I have no. I have no idea. Um, honestly, I PSG are really good. Bayern are always amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have you seen PSG lately? PSG have been dropping points like fucking crazy in the Wait, Did they lose this past weekend? They're trash. I think they lost last weekend, but they lost the weekend before. You cannot honestly. You cannot honestly. Hold on. I'll check. Okay. They won this last weekend. I think. But honestly, uh, PSG really... They were Last I checked, they were not the first in the French League. I just love Poch. Poch is so good. Okay. Yeah, bro, they're third in the French yeah. League right now. 
oh no yeah. <laughs> oh my days <laughs> honestly i would root for juventus over I, psg I, I, I shit on psg all day long yeah. I know. Yeah, I, uh, Kaji is about to murder you if you root for Juve. If you root for CR7. No, no, no. But listen, I but love, love Weston McKinney. McKinney. I, <laughs> he's amazing. I love, I love him. We love I don't him. know that I love anyone more than I love Weston McKinney. What about What's... like your family? <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Phil Foden. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you definitely like Foden more. Yeah. Yeah. No, like but Weston McKinney is by far my favorite U.S. men's national team player. I love him. I love him, love him, love him, love him. He he might. I like Sargent a lot, but yeah, he's really good. I like Sargent a lot, but I've like recently become mildly obsessed with Weston McKinney. He's just so, so funny. I he's adorable. I love him. Love he was him. posting about his dogs on Instagram the other day. I was like, I love this. Oh, band. I saw that. He also. Why did like him going to Juve mean he could ping a ball sixty yards onto somebody's foot? Like what? <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Like no sorry, you're a Schalke and you like you're good, but now he's yes. like, oh, I'm gonna hit this crossfield ball, like literally to a dime-sized area, perfectly nine times out of ten. Like what? What changed? Like what changed? Who, who, who just flipped this little switch in there? But it's honestly, so I remember we were all so like, I, oh, I was apprehensive about him going to Juve because it seemed like a very large jump. But yeah, clearly I thought it was a ride fine. I thought he was sitting on the bench. Yeah. Well, but no, he's ridiculous. Nope, he's assisting CR7. And I yeah. hate the man, but. I hate yeah. him too. But you know, I still honestly might still root for them over PSG. I would root for them over PSG. I, I hate PSG. Probably. Probably. And I like Wes McKinney. It's that simple. Delict is also a sweetheart. I love Delict. It's hard to hate him. <laughs> you hate him? Oh, no, you don't hate him. I said it's hard to hate him. Between him and Frankie de Jong, I think I'm in love with Holland in general. <laughs> I, I like that uh, Virgil van Dyke guy. Hope he's, hope he's back soon. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, y'all. Bye, Isaac. I'll see y'all soon. See ya. All right, so um, that was, thank you to Isaac again for coming on. Um, and being a good sport about us pestering a, you about Liverpool's woes. <laughs> yes, um, we do very much appreciate it. Um, yeah, so next weekend, there's games. Thank we you finally for, have a week off. We have a week off, so we're both very excited about that. Um, and we'll be looking forward to discussing the weekend games next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And almost time for Champions League again. Woohoo! We can't wait. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.